0: go
1: welcome back my friends to the podcast that never ends we're so glad you could attend come inside come inside there's something off about Derry. the residents of the town don't notice it yet anyone that visits the town immediately notices that beneath the norman rockwell like exterior there's something about the main township that doesn't feel right quite right in 1746 300 300 settlers disappear In 1854, a man named John Markson poisoned his family, then committed suicide by eating a white nightshade mushroom, causing him excruciating death. In 1881, a group of lumberjacks were found near the Kunduskeg, the pieces of their bodies scattered around the area. In 1908, a lumberjack named Claude Hero murdered a number of men in a bar with an axe. Hero was promptly pursued by a mob of townsfolk and hanged. The kitchener ironworks exploded killing 108 people 88 of whom were children engaged in an easter egg hunt in 1935 a large group of dairy citizens gunned down a small group of gangsters known as the bradley gang in 1962 the main legion of white decency a northern counterpart to the ku klux Klan, burned down an african-american army nightclub known as the black spot in 1989 Dorsey Corcoran was beaten to death by his stepfather, Richard Macklin, and then George George Denbrough disappears. This may seem like a normal part of any American town's history. What isn't included is the fact that between 40 and 60 children disappear every year. The same can be said for the adults of Derry, Maine. The town's murder rate is five times the average of any city's its size. Yet no one seems to notice, or they turn a blind eye to what's happening here in this New England town. There seems to be a story that's been circulating of a group of children that have called themselves the Losers Club, led by stuttering Bill Denbro, his friends Richie Tozier, Eddie Casbrack, Stanley Yuris, Ben Hanscom, Ben Hanscom, Beverly Marsh, and Mike Hanlon. The story goes like this. On a rainy day in 1988, Bill Denbrough gives his seven-year-old brother Georgie a sailboat made from notebook paper. Georgie takes the boat out onto the street and sails it down the water-filled gutter. He accidentally lets the boat wash into the sewer with the flowing water. As he peers into the storm drain, he's startled by the presence of a clown, introducing himself as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. It claims that the storm blew the whole circus, including him, into the sewers and offers Georgie a balloon. When Georgie reaches in to retrieve his boat, it grabs his arm and bites it off before dragging him into the sewer. Eight months later, in June 1989, on the last day of term at Derry High School, Bill and his friends Richie Tozier, Eddie Casbrack, and Stanley Urus run afoul of bully Henry Bowers and his gang. At the same time, Beverly Marsh, young girl abused by her father, and bullied mercilessly for being a quote-unquote slut, runs into Ben Hanscom, a kind but overweight boy who secretly has a crush on her. While making a delivery to the local butcher shop for his grandfather, homeschooled Mike Hanlon encounters it before nearly getting run over by Henry. Bill, Bill, still haunted by Georgie's disappearance and the resulting neglect from his grief-stricken parents, discovers that his brother's body may have ended up in a marsh... ...ended up in a marshy wasteland connected by the sewers known as the Barrens. Ben Hanscom... See that one? Ben Hanscom spends time... Ben Hanscom spends time in the library where he finds a book on Derry's history. Learning the town has been plagued by mysterious, unexplained tragedies and child disappearances for centuries. It confronts Ben in the form of a headless boy whom he narrowly escapes... The creature also goes after Stan in the form of a living painting, permanently traumatizing him. Henry and his friends ambush Ben and torture him. Ben flees into the barrens as the bullies pursue him, and Henry loses his switchblade in the process. At the same time, Bill, Richie, Eddie, and Stan discover the sneaker Oh god. And Stan discover the sneaker of a missing girl named Betty Ripsom while searching for Georgie. One of Bowers' friends, Patrick Hoxtedder, while wandering in the sewers looking for Ben, is killed by it. Ben stumbles across Bill and the other boys who take Ben to the local pharmacy, where they meet and befriend Beverly. On his way home, Eddie is attacked by it in the form of a rotting leper, while passing an abandoned house on Neibolt Street. Beverly hears the voices of several missing children, including Patrick coming from her bathroom sink. A clog of her hair cut... Sorry. A clog of her cut hair ties her to the sink as she is covered in the erupting blood that coats the bathroom. Her father comes in to investigate investi- her father comes in to investigate but cannot see the blood. Bill is lured into the basement of his house by it through an apparition of Georgie. Soon after, Bill, Beverly, Ben, Richie, Stan, and Eddie discover Henry's gang beating up Mike. They chase the bullies off with rocks and befriend Mike. A few weeks later, the group, who now refer to themselves as the Losers Club, come to realize that they are each being terrorized by the same entity, which awakens for a short period of time every 27 years to feed on the children of Derry before returning to hibernation. While in Bill's garage, the group determines the Losers Club. Shit. While in Bill's garage, the group determines that it is using the sewers to move around unseen. After narrowly escaping it and uh, an attack by it in Bill's garage. The Losers Club goes... Okay, that threw me off because you got the misspelled there. A clog of her cut hair ties her to the sink as she is covered in the erupting blood that coats the bathroom. Her father comes in to investigate but cannot see the blood. Bill is lured into the basement of his house by it through an apparition of Georgie. Soon after, Bill, Beverly, Ben, Richie, Stan, and Eddie discover Henry's gang beating up Mike. They chase the bullies off with rocks and befriend Mike. A few weeks later the group who now refer to themselves as the losers club come to realize that they are each being terrorized by the same entity which awakens for a short period of time every 27 years to feed on the children of dairy before returning to hibernation while in bill's garage the group determines that it is using the sewers to move around unseen after narrowly escaping an attack by it in bill's garage the losers club goes to the house on neewalt street where bill determines it to be hiding. The creature uses its shape-shifting abilities to separate the group and pick them off. Eddie breaks his arm after falling through a hole upstairs. It emerges from a fridge and prepares to eat him. The rest of the losers arrive and save Eddie, and Beverly impales it through the head with a fence post. The clown slashes Ben before retreating down a well in the basement of the house. Eddie's mother arrives and is horrified by by her son's broken arm, taking him away. The group begins to splinter, with Richie, Stan, and Mike succumbing to their fear and abandoning the others when Bill insists that they continue to hunt it. One day in August, Beverly manages to incapacitate her father with a porcelain toilet lid while, when he attempts to rape her. It appears immediately afterwards and abducts her. Bill uses the opportunity to reassemble the losers and mount a rescue. It gives Henry his missing switchblade and compels to murder... His abusive father before sending him to intercept the losers. At the Niebold house, Henry arrives and tries to kill Mike. During the struggle, Mike pushes Henry down the well, where he seemingly falls to his death. It traps Stan and starts to eat him, but the others chase him off. Then they find its lair in an underground cooling tower containing a mountain of decaying circus props and children's belongings, where they find a catatonic Beverly floating with the bodies ...of the other missing children. After the group pulls Beverly to the ground, Ben kisses her, restoring her to consciousness. It, in the form of Georgie, attempts to deceive Bill, but fails, ...transforming into Pennywise and attacking the group. Taking Bill hostage, Pennywise offers to spare the other losers if they sacrifice their friend. Instead, they break Bill free and together brutally fight It as a group and defeat him. Bill coldly tells It that he is the one who is now afraid and starving as the losers no longer fear him. Knowing he has no more power over them, it disintegrating, it escapes into a deep pit, and the floating children float back onto the ground. Upon discovering Georgie's yellow raincoat, Bill accepts his brother's death and emotionally breaks down, while the others comfort him. One month later, Beverly informs the group of a vision she had while catatonic, where she saw them fighting it as adults. The Losers form a blood oath that they will return to Derry in 27 years if it returns, and destroy him once and for all. After the other Losers depart one by one, Beverly tells Bill that she is moving to live with her aunt in Portland the following morning. Before Beverly leaves, Bill reveals his true feelings, and they kiss.
0: Scene. Credits. Now that we, now that we have read basically it the whole premise.
1: Yeah. The whole synopsis
0: pretty much. After seeing the movie, what we're going to start doing is this style of review. We're going to tell a story, and then we're going to give we're going to give our, you know, our basics, what worked, what didn't work. Yeah. What they should have done or, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly type of thing. <clears throat> so, for you what worked in this movie
1: god almost everything uh <laughs> let's see i i love how this movie purposely one of the goods is that it, it makes sure that it doesn't dishonor the 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 1990 miniseries in any way like trying to say it's better than it or anything but it doesn't acknowledge it mostly also it, acknowledges does, it, it. it, it does little easter eggs which is great that's fine what i mean is it pardon the pun the movie it doesn't uh it doesn't rely on on that miniseries at all it it does so i'll give you an example when it does scenes that were also done in the miniseries it does them differently it doesn't do them like it's trying to copy it in any way it's like it feels like fresh it it's really good uh, how they how they how were able to do that how they were able to 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 you know do that I I even, find
0: it funny that you're bringing up the the series in, in terms of using it as
1: you have basis like a starting point I, yeah which I'll, I'll give you an example is lame I'll, but I'll, you know. I'll explain why the reason why is because my first experience with it even though I saw the book I never read it but I saw the I, I didn't read it at the time um was seeing the book cover and that was it. I didn't know anything really else about it. Um, Cause my mom was, you know, she didn't like telling me the details of shit. Right. So the first, my first real, real experience with with It, was actually watching the miniseries. We, we recorded it on, you know, shitty videotape and w- watched it a bunch of times. And I ended up even buying it, I think we bought it on videotape later on um, when they had it for sale. And, and, and so I've seen it, I've seen, I've seen the It miniseries at least twenty times in my life, if not more, and so that became the 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 my starting point with it pretty much, and so everything goes back to resorts back to it. Just like you know, if uh, you're watching something and, and you've seen you've seen the movie first, then when you read the book, you're going to picture those actors that played him, right? It's just it's natural. So this is the best I've seen of it. Was it? That was it. Just the miniseries. Okay. And yeah, it, it, over time you, you see the problems with it. You do; it, it, it's not that great of a miniseries. It's not as bad as it could be, but yeah,
0: I know. But you're giving a you're so, giving a review of the It nineteen ninety miniseries. So anyway, and you're you're basing the modern day telling of this movie on the It miniseries. Yeah,
1: because look, look for most people, a lot of people, a lot of people haven't read. A lot of people don't not as many, you can't people, assume that. Mo- look, this is a movie. Okay, we're not this isn't a new re, re re-release of the book of it. Okay? This is another movie. So there's only been one other movie before you, this. But
0: you can't assume that the people that are going to see this movie have never read the book. And that's what you're doing.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to assume that a lot of people have read the book.
0: You can't. Why? You can't assume that at all. You can't assume whether or not they've read the, bo- the book. It made 123 million dollars over the weekend, dude. Okay people understand what this book is about or what this movie is about and what it's based on. So again, the, assuming, doing that assumption is wrong. I've never seen the miniseries. I've read the book, but I've never watched the miniseries. I've watched clips of it. I thought Tim Curry was particularly magnificent. In fact, there's a really funny clip when Tim Curry's talking about, and this is very recent within the last two weeks or so, where he's talking about the opening scene where he's in in the 1990 miniseries and whoever is playing Georgie Denbro mm-hmm. was he so he's in the sewer and he's got the kid by the arm yeah. and he's and he says whatever he says. Tim Curry says something like, you know, they all float down here, Georgie, right? In that fucking scary Joker voice. Yeah. And the kid looks at him and goes, "Mr. Curry, you're scaring me." And he looked at the kid and goes, "I don't care." That's fucking creepy enough as it is. Yeah. And, and but everybody laughed. Everybody on set laughed because the kid goes, you're scaring me, Mr. Curry. Yeah. But, you know, and then it, there were other things that he said that were uh, pretty much to that tune of, you know, um, I'm here to do my job. You know, and if I scare the shit out of these kids, fuck them. Basically is what he said, right? Yeah. Which is fucking hilarious because, I mean, he's having a good time. You know, unfortunately he's in a wheelchair now, but.
1: Look, uh, this is this is the way I see it. I know, but you, you assuming,
0: know. but assuming that people have never read the book on a on a movie that made one hundred and twenty three million dollars, that's a stretch, bro.
1: The people that made this movie, you know that one of their inspirations for this movie is from the miniseries. Uh okay. To, to, to completely disregard the miniseries? No, no, no. I'm
0: not saying to disregard dude, it. What I'm saying is that you're assuming... You're you're disregarding the book.
1: No, no, I'm not... No,
0: you dude, said it yourself in so many words. I'm assuming that nobody's read the book.
1: Assuming that at least half the people haven't read the book. Mm, that's not what you said, but... Dude, you see young people now? They don't fucking read anymore. They text. Okay? Okay,
0: if, if you want to say that. It's, it's not true. Dude, I... I Just...
1: I'm getting fucking bummed out. I really am. I, fuck.
0: You're getting bummed out because I called you out on the assumption of I reading just, the book versus seeing the miniseries? I, I, I,
1: I get fucking, I'm just not in the mood to fucking explain my explanation of an explanation. You don't have
0: to. It's, 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 this is what a review is about, Joe. I'm just,
1: I, I don't know. I was feeling it, now I'm not feeling it. I, fuck. My my my, all right. My first impression is based off the miniseries. That's awesome. Okay, I read the book, yes, but I didn't read the book first. I read the book, what seven eight years after seeing the miniseries. After seeing the miniseries multiple times, so what's ingrained in my head first, for for right or wrong, is that 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 miniseries. I understand that. that. that, that and so when I read the book, those actors who portrayed them, those are the ones I see in my head.
0: I understand that, and I never said that you were wrong.
1: So I think that, but I, I truly think that even though the book is sure, the book is look, the book is the main, most important incarnation of of it. No matter what, I'm just saying that when you come to the visual, it the, the, the only thing that existed was that miniseries until just now. So I'm pretty sure that people, most people, not you, because you're fucking weird, but most people who. Who love read the book and loved the book or whatever about the book? They saw the miniseries, too. Most people, right? So they have that in their
0: heads as well. I under, I understand that, but what you said was you assumed most people didn't read the book. Has nothing to do with the miniseries, and that's where I took exception. All right. Well, I. But th- that's not the point. We're getting off the track, anyways. The good, as you said, everything about this film works, right?
1: Pretty much. I. I for the, the time frame that it has um, I I mean I Most of the, the treatment for most of the characters I liked because Certain characters take the forefront It's like when you're watching Star Trek The Next Generation You know certain You have a, a bunch of main characters But there's some that are more main characters Than others right Like say in this for it it would be Bill um, And Beverly And a little bit of Ben and then the other ones, they get their moments, but they don't get as many moments as those three main people, right? Those are just the main ones. And uh, this movie seems to do the same thing um, with, 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 these, with these characters that it did also in the in then you know, <laughs> going back to the miniseries. Uh, it works. It, it works because it even though I, I'd like to okay. see hold,
0: hold on, why did it work?
1: It worked because it made you get into the characters. It made you um, understand the characters. It made you um, empathize with the characters, what they're going through. You know, you understand Ben, or not Ben, you understood Bill's character because, you know, him doing that thing with his brother and he was too sick to go out with him and he feels an extreme amount of guilt for everything that happened afterwards, after his brother dying and everything. Well, in his eyes, his brother disappearing, right? Because of the movie.
0: We changed that a little bit, but change it a little bit. In the book, he died, and they found him.
1: Yeah, I know they. they That's they, changing it a lot of bit. Well, either fucking way, he died, correct? So, in Georgie's eye, or in, in Bill's eyes, in the, in this movie, his brother's not dead. His his brother is just missing to him. He's still got that little glimmer of hope, even though he, the way he acts, you know, still thinks that he's probably dead. But you know what I mean? So. What am I going with this? Item? I don't
0: know, dude. You're on a fucking, you're on another planet. I'm right on now. fucking.
1: Well, I haven't even finished writing the review for it yet, so I'm I still uh, processing. What out. worked?
0: Well, we, we've established that the characters. Why do the characters work? What
1: worked? Okay, the look worked. The aesthetic look. The the the, the ambiance of the film. The makeup. The costumes. The the era that it's set in. The it, it, this town that they're in. It felt like. There, that's where they're at. I look. I, I didn't have a problem with them updating the time period. I I, I don't know why. I just I didn't. I think that in, in in my opinion, my opinion, I think that they did that on purpose so that it would also separate itself from the miniseries, as well. Is setting it in in the, in, the, in the late 1980s why? instead of the late 1950s because
0: a lot of people. But are, who gives a fuck about the miniseries? Let's take the miniseries out of the equation for now.
1: Well, you, you can take it out or not But it still exists
0: Take it out of the equation It gives a shit about the miniseries
1: it, Look if you're going to make something that's already been made before In one way or another Wouldn't you want it to stand out more away from what's already been done So like say if you're Rob Zombie making Halloween You would want it to, to be different You don't want it to be the same scene for scene Shot for shot, word for word Fucking copy right You want it to stand out on it's own So that, that would make sense that, that they would do that I
0: guess. I don't know. I'm trying to get a word in. (laughs) Go. No, it doesn't work. Okay, for you it didn't work. Pushing it forward 30 years doesn't work for me. And there's a reason for that. But we're not at that point yet. I'll get into that in a minute. All right. What does work for me is this. The characters. Hmm. All the characters... And the fact that they don't involve the adults. Yeah. We had discussed this before the podcast. Yeah, they're, they're, they're honest. Yeah. The, the 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 kids are the main focus. Yeah. This is Stand By Me with horror elements. That's what this movie is. Yeah. And you have, you, you know, the Kiefer Sutherland or the Bowers kid, you know, who is the, the bad guy. You have the good guys, the Losers Club, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you have this entire interaction between the kids without any adults involved. That's why it's during. And it's set during the summer and everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't necessarily have a problem with them pushing the timeline up to 85 because it doesn't inherently change the story.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, they still. They didn't have the movie theater scene, though, did they? Oh, wait. Fuck, you haven't seen the miniseries. God damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I've read the book. I keep going back. So if. Anything from the book.
1: That's the problem with me is that some things bleed into each other. So, like something I saw in the, in the miniseries might not have happened in the book. That's so why
0: I don't give a shit about the miniseries. There's
1: this fucking. I, I don't
0: care. The okay. I want to be specific about the reason why I'm I'm adamant with Joe about the miniseries. I can't watch anything that is based off of, and it doesn't matter what author. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you create something for television, it's generally watered down. Very well, not generally. It is always watered down. So they're not going to show, like in in the miniseries. Did you ever the fucking the the, the shitty makeup werewolf? I was a teenage werewolf or uh-huh. whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, that was awful. The only good parts about the miniseries that I've seen are the interactions with as Tim Curry as Pennywise, Mm -hmm. okay? The kids were relatively okay. The adults, not so much. I mean, the whole ending sequence where the whole spider thing, come on, bro, it was fucking dreadful.
1: Oh, that wasn't very good. Uh, Everyone said that they didn't like it. Yeah,
0: it was shit. Um, As far as the casting of the characters and whatnot, You know, I mean, I I was okay with it. That's for the miniseries. I was okay with it. Like I said, I've watched some of it, but I didn't watch enough to really fucking, to pull me in.
1: I think that I would have hated the miniseries if I had read the book first, and then I watched it. I would have been like,
0: what the fuck? I don't hate the miniseries. I just, I refuse to acknowledge that it exists.
1: Yeah, like Alien 3. Or Tommyknockers. Like most people with Alien 3.
0: Or, yeah, Alien 3 or whatever. So- what i and and what i dearly loved about this movie was this no computers yeah no video games yeah no and there were cell phones no cell phones no people on cell phones
1: oh you mean they don't get whisked off by a video game to jumanji land
0: yeah <laughs> but you know they they didn't they didn't spend time inside playing video games or anything mm-hmm. else they treated it they treated 1985 like
1: 1957 you mean 88 uh, 89 yeah that's what i meant sorry sorry if you notice, I'm they, stuck in. They purposely had those movies.
0: Yeah, Lethal uh, Weapon Two and in, Batman, that, or whatever yeah, was, it was. Like,
1: I like that. I like how they did that.
0: And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Yeah. So the Dream Child. Yeah. So that and that was fine. They didn't inherently change the characters, yeah. although it's still a little bit out there. They they did change two of them, which bugs me. Ben Hanscom and Mike Hanlon. Now in in the movie, they had Mike talking about. Some of the history, yeah. But Ben is the one that seems to be the historian, which is wrong. Ben is not the historian. Mike Hanlon is the, is the historian when it comes to everything that's yeah, going on. Yeah, because Ben is an architect, He becomes an architect, and Mike becomes the librarian of dairy.
1: Yeah, and so and Ben designs shit. So he's right. the one that's designing the you know the the little mini dam in the creek and all that shit. Right.
0: So and he's and the other thing is is that Mike is the one that has his dad's book. That has a history of dairy.
1: Yeah, and his dad's being harassed by Henry Bowers.
0: Correct. Now, and that's the other thing that bugs me about this is that Mike Hanlon's dad is dead in this movie.
1: Yeah, no, he's got his grandpa instead.
0: Right. And and again, but the character doesn't change because he's growing up on a farm. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Mike Hanlon's character mostly hasn't changed. He hasn't inherently changed. They've changed a few minor things.
1: Yeah, that Stephen Williams plays grandfather,
0: and but yeah, but having Mike Hanlon's death, and, and this what this that is was, also what bugs me.
1: That was a carryover that the changing of the father to the grandfather, that was from the script from Kerry Fukunaga. Right, F- Fukuniga or whatever the fuck the name is.
0: Yeah, and that bugs me because of this. They said okay, so going back to the timeline, nineteen sixty-two. The main legion of white decency and northern counterpart of the KKK burned down an African-American army nightclub known as the Black Spot. Yeah. All right. Let's do the math on this one. Uh When did Mike's dad die? I don't remember. Several years after the Black Spot. Okay. Okay. Between 1962 and 1989, like in the 70s, supposedly. Okay. But in the fucking movie, from what I can remember... And I could be wrong, so if somebody somebody remembers better than I do, but I remember specifically that they were talking about the black spot and that Mike Hanlon's dad died at the black spot.
1: I, you know what? I, I can't remember, dude. I.
0: So if that's true, he died fucking ten years before Mike was born.
1: I don't. I do. I fuck. I don't know.
0: So, anyways. All right, so that, a couple of minor things. Like I said, the the thing that bugs me the most is is when when you're doing the updates for these type of things, and you want to put it in 1989. They did it on purpose so that 1989 plus 27 is 2016 or 2017, right? Yeah, 1990. Yeah. They did that on purpose. Yeah, that's fine. That works. What doesn't work for me is this. Um, the Ben architect thing okay they should have shown a little bit of that yeah you know the the god there's just so many minor bullshit the dairy standpipe is a major role in the book and they and they only allude to it in pictures like at the in the second part the dairy standpipe falls and floods the entire town destroying dairy Mm -hmm. so are they going to do that there's supposed to be a huge rainstorm at the end in 1957, uh, signifying the end of its reign. Yeah, no pun intended, but <laughs> signifying the end of it before for the next 27 years. Yeah,
1: I, I look. In my opinion, the director and and the script because he had to, he doctored up the script a little bit uh, from the from the previous director and when he took over and. He purposely brought some things back into from the book into the into this movie, so you can tell that he, he 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 wants to honor the book as as much as possible. Besides studio interference and all that stuff, right? So I could see him doing that, getting some things handled in in the you know in chapter two,
0: right? With it, oh uh, Pennywise's name is Bob, Mr. Bob Gray. By the way, they left that out which is minor. It's fucking so minor. It's yeah. not that even. Um the whole the whole them being friends at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. In the book they weren't friends. They became friends after uh Eddie, Bill and Stan.
1: Yeah. Well uh, Eddie Okay, Bill, hold on,
0: huh. Hold on. Eddie Bill and Stan were well No, no, no. Fuck. Eddie and Bill were friends. Uh-huh. The three boys later befriend Richie, Stan, and Beverly. And then Ben is also part of that. So Ben, Eddie, and Bill are all friends before meeting Richie, Stan, and, and Beverly. Mm. <laughs> but here's what, this is what bugs me, okay? The Losers Clubs ha- have an encounter with it, what they fear the most. Ben is a mummy. Yeah. Eddie is a leper, which they kept in the book. huh Bill is George's ghost, which is kept in the book, and Richie is a werewolf, not a clown. Stan is two drowned boys, and Beverly is a fountain of blood spurting from her bathroom sink. Okay? The Stan one was a little bit different. Yeah, it was the picture. Yeah, which is fine. You know, I mean.
1: Especially when it was eating his face at the end of the movie. Okay. Or when they were in the house, right? It was creepy.
0: Um, They left out Eddie Corcoran, who was killed by the Gill Man, which is this creature from the Black Book.
1: Yeah, it was doing all the the universal monster mo- mo- right. movies, yeah.
0: Which, in my opinion, I mean, if you update that stuff and whatever, I mean, kids could still be afraid of the fucking werewolf or whatever. If not, then, you know, I'm, and maybe they were having problems, then why don't you do something along the lines of Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger? you know or something along those lines.
1: You noticed the they 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 did show the mummy really quick though with um Yes, they did. when when Ben was being grabbed. Right. Um, there was also I I don't know if this is true or not because I watched it but when someone on YouTube said that the scene where you can see the kids all cowering in the background and it's walking towards them and all you can see is its hand. Right. And it says that the wolfman's claws are breaking through the hand.
0: Well, I, I, I don't I buy don't,
1: that. I didn't really see. I, don't, I didn't know what the fuck. They, I look like just a monster hand. I don't fucking
0: know. Well, here's that. the other thing. After Eddie's released from the hospital, the broken arm, Ben makes two silver slugs out of a silver dollar, yeah. believing that the silver will harm it. At yeah. this point, it, the narrative changes, and it forms a reader that it, it existed, blah, blah, blah. Um, the kids return to Kneebolt Street. Beverly shoots... A slug from Bill's sl- slingshot at the werewolf, injuring it and causing it to flee back into the sewers.
1: Yeah, see, in the I, this, I always remember that from the miniseries. And the miniseries was they were all practicing their slingshotting skills at, um, down at the creek, and only one that could hit the bottles was Beverly. Was Beverly, and so she became the the designated slingshotter, and she's the one that ends up hitting it in the fore in the fucking forehead, right, weakening
0: it. And then they then they took out this scene of Henry with Henry Victor and and Reginald, which is Vic and Belch, yeah, uh, who were following the losers into the sewers with the intention of killing them because uh, this is at the point where Henry killed his dad. Okay, yeah, it attacks three of the bullies. In the form of Frankenstein's monster, yeah. and it rips Vic's head off and mutilates Butch's, or Belch's face.
1: Yeah, and he dies. The, I read forward on that, and he, he definitely dies.
0: Henry, driven insane, chases the losers and gets lost, and he eventually vanishes out of the sewers into the nearby river and is blamed for all the child murderers and put in jail. Yeah. Because he's later going to be important during the adult phase. Yeah, in chapter two. Now- that's when they have the ritual of shud and then they do the blood oath and other things yeah. happen um there's also the uh um where oh here it is the losers construct a makeshift indian smoke hole where richie and mike use to hallucinate its origins in doing so they discover that it came to Derry millions of years before and every 27 years it awakens from a slumber blah 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 some kind of it, you know some kind of terrible tragedy or event Wakens it and it feeds on children for a period of twelve to sixteen months. Yeah. All right. So we didn't get the the smoke hole. We didn't get we didn't get the uh, the classic monsters. Although they should have used other mm-hmm. monsters, uh, like the lepers. They used the leper yeah. and they used Georgie. So they used. I mean, they used yeah. a little bit of the mummy. They used the leper. They used yeah. Georgie's ghost. They they stepped away from the werewolf. They used a weird painting for Stan.
1: Yeah. Well, when they. For, for the <laughs> record, when the director took over, um, when uh, Andy Muschietti took over for uh-huh. this, and he, he petitioned the studio that he needed to, to restore some of the book things into this right, and replace some of the changes, the stupid changes that Fukunaga did before, right. um, one of those things was he wanted to add in the smoke hole sequence. And the studio turned him down because... Of um, uh, they said that it was going to cost too much the sequence because it was going to be all CG and everything right because it was going to be in space and blah 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 blah. So they um, they promised him though that if if this movie was successful enough that he would pro- maybe he would probably have the chance to go back to it and do it with like a as a flashback scene in the next movie. Right. So that's cool that he even said that to you know in an interview about it and everything because this guy really does give a shit. He wants this to be good. And, um, you know, I mean, look, he's only done one thing before this. He did uh, a movie called mama from 2013 mama, but, uh, I've never seen it. Cause you know, we were in that, we're all in this fucking fuck you conjuring, fuck you
0: insidious yeah, we, thing. We right were now. making fun of it anyways. Cause yeah. I remember you, you doing
1: the mama, <laughs> you love me now, mama. Yeah. So, uh, yeah but still the, the i looked it up and the movie got decent reviews for what it was It's so um the guy knows he's honoring the the source material to a point i especially the fact that he came in with the shitty script that it had and he was able to to he fought to have all this stuff restored so that that changed that gives me a little perspective on this movie as well that yeah there's some things that they changed but Dude, it, this could have been way fucking worse. They could have, they <laughs> it could have, was heading down. It was yeah. heading
0: that direction until
1: yeah. They could have butchered this shit. They and, almost did. Yeah, and so I, I, it's awesome that he was able to do this, and it shows that you know, with all the interviews that he's done and all the things he's talked about, that that he plans on doing everything right by this, and that you know, when the when the sequel comes out, or I'm sorry, the second chapter, it's not a sequel. When the second chapter comes out that he'll do he'll try to do it as right as possible and he won't try to deviate too far from the source material
0: and that's and that's important now what those are the mi- minor things that didn't work for me like i said i don't care about moving it up to the 1980s but i understand why they did it yeah that's My, then you know what let me get in that just i know we oh and by the way where the fuck was beverly's mom
1: Oh, dude, they they yeah, she wasn't she didn't the same thing in the miniseries. She didn't exist. It was just them two. Yeah. That was it.
0: Beverly's mom was out working by the way. Her name is Elfrida.
1: Okay. Yeah. They she's not she didn't even exist in the And in her the skill miniseries.
0: with a slingshot is a key factor in battling it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um like I said, it, there are minor minor things about this movie that bug me. Um I liked it. I liked this movie a lot. So let's get into the ugly. <laughs>
1: well, my my ugly is definitely uh, how bad this movie could have turned out if they had kept the Fukuniga, Fukunaga script in. They, it just this this would have been this would have been like the Fog remake. You know what I mean? From two thousand five, or or some you know one of those other remakes or whatever, where, or or adaptations where they just shit. this could have been the Dark Tower. It could have been well, yeah. It could have been fucking yeah. It could have been the Dark Tower. It could have been uh, Death Note. Yep. Okay. You know, it, it. The I'm sorry. The American version of Death Note because they they already made movies, uh, live action movies over there in Japan. But yeah, this this could have been so fucking bad. And and you know you know us. we look for me horror movies. I've seen it all. I I don't nothing nothing grabs me anymore. Like scares the shit out of me. You can give me the creepy feelings, yeah, but you to scare me doesn't it just doesn't happen anymore. So um, I wasn't when I came into this movie, I wasn't looking to be scared because I knew you weren't going to fucking scare me. But what it what it was able to sell me on was the story, was the coming of age tale of these characters, and also how well Skarsgård fucking delved into his character. I love the fact that he purposely tried to not be anything like Tim Curry's version. That he purposely had his own distinct way, just like how Heath Ledger did Joker. He didn't he his you cannot compare his version of Joker in any way to Jack Nicholson's version. Or, you know, because Jack Nicholson's was more like Caesar Romero's Joker, you know what I mean? So it was great. I, I I loved I mean, look, his he was when he was talking, it was creepy and kind of weird. Can't stand his voice, but dude. it's it not fucking, the voice. But it but it it just for for the overall thing it worked for me because it it's like this is going to be a creepy guy and 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 the character is so fucking evil that it just it, yeah sure i mean I, did you pick her like like a like a like
0: a what like a reverberating demonic voice or something no just just a normal fucking voice okay you not, nothing creepier than a fucking clown that looks at you like and has a ronald mcdonald voice Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just looking at you like it does in in, in the in the movie, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe maybe a little bit deeper, okay. maybe you know a little bit softer. we all float down here, Georgie, that's just fucking creepy,
1: oh like a like a pervert like a no,
0: <laughs> just a soft fucking normal voice he doesn't you don't have to put anything on it, there doesn't have to be anything behind it, like some fucking weirdo, just do you like balloons? what does that smell? You like popcorn? I love popcorn.
1: You gotta put the groupiness on it. That's what
0: you're supposed to do. I love popcorn. (laughs) It's my favorite too. It's my favorite too, Georgie. You just fucking do it in that way that when it sends shivers up people's spines. Yeah. We all scream for ice cream. You know, something like that. Yeah. I pulled that from from Spawn, but (laughs) (laughs) what I'm saying is is that from the voice that I hear for it is more along the lines of someone like Kevin Michael Richardson. No. Doing a normal voice. Okay. You know, where he can actually drop into that deep bass if he needs to. Yeah. And and just keep it normal, you know.
1: I feel you, dog.
0: <laughs> and other than that, I mean like I said, it, it's 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 minor shit, you know. Okay, so my my vision or my what I hear in my head is not what, you know, everyone else hears in their head. And that's fine. That's But the deviations from the book, minor. Putting it into the 80s, okay, I can deal with that, you know. Because ultimately, ultimately, they did right by making this movie just a bit different than the book. Because, again, when I see something like this. When I see a book like it made into a movie or TV series or yeah. whatever you want to call it, and they follow the storyline, and this is my biggest bitch about anything, you have to follow the storyline. Now, stories are made to be told like through campfires, they're going to deviate. Yeah. You're not going to tell the whole entire story, you know, for one particular audience over the other because you want it to deviate. Like, like like a play right yeah it's going to change from night to night you're going to have some missed scenes you're going to have some some actors just break down into a fucking you know a laugh or forget their lines or whatever right yeah and then they're going to improvise that's what i see this as is a companion piece to the book someone else is telling is retelling a story and like i said they're not going to get all the facts right right yeah, yeah. But then again, you have Dark Tower, and they didn't even get any of it right. No. So.
1: No, they had a couple cool elements, and they decided to use those and and think that it would make up for everything else.
0: Yeah. We don't need fucking Walter, you know, building a a Death Star to shoot at the tower because, you know, these kids have the it or whatever it is. Yeah. The special.
1: You know what, dude? And seriously, thinking back on, on, on the Dark Tower. There's nothing really memorable about it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, in comparison, I mean, we, these movies we saw what, a month apart, these Stephen King adaptations, and and, yeah. dude, it's like night and day, pretty much, you know? I mean, look, like I said, Dark Tower could have been way fucking worse than it was, but still, not a very good movie.
0: But we still haven't gotten through our ugly yet.
1: Uh, the, my, I already told you my ugly. My ugly is how bad this could have been.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay, that's not really where I was going with that, with the ugly.
1: Okay, well, what's your ugly?
0: Fucking Skarsgard's eyes. <laughs> Those weren't fucking CG, dude. Those were real.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I found that out but, later on, yeah. And that
0: was the first time. Like I, I pointed it out to you. I was like, Did you see his eyes? Well we were in the movie. I'm like, fuck. And I and I honestly think yeah. Eddie's mom is Skarsgard. guard <laughs> it looks or
1: Well, I look up the actress and her the I think she was wearing a fat suit. Yeah. Because um the actress who plays her is uh, her name is Molly Atkinson, and you look up look her up on IMDb, and she's thin. So her playing uh, Sonya Kasbrack, um, you can see it. She looks like a thin version of that mom. So, so it's funny because that scene—that's her right there. Yeah, where the mom's getting into the car, and her belly's in the way and shit. It Straight up reminded me of Norbit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> scientifically proven. You was a just on my seat. The Mighty Jungle snapshots I for Henry you. Road to Avonlea. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, you know, when I, when I'm looking at it, you know, you have like the, the, um, <laughs> what's his name? The pharmacist, right? Yeah. You have the pharmacist, you have Molly Atkinson. They all look, uh, again, they all have this certain look about them that's very similar to the character of It.
1: Yeah, like they're all, I think that was on purpose so that they have uh so it shows his power over everybody,
0: right, yeah, so you know and that and that works as well,, uh, like I said, you know the good, the bad, the ugly, we love the movie yeah there's the, there's some minor things that you know we have issues with the but only
1: bad the only thing I could think of that's bad is couldn't scare me,
0: <laughs> there was a scene in that fucking movie that made me almost piss my pants, seriously, yeah, and it wasn't a – it was it it was a scene. It wasn't a scene. It was a piece of the scene. Okay. Where I don't know what the fuck what it was, but I was pulled into it. And I think it was the second time that they were at Niebolt House. Okay. Yeah, second time that they were at Niebolt House. And there was a loud, high-pitched fucking scream, and something had moved off camera or was moving off screen uh-huh. or towards off screen. Yeah. And it made me jump. Okay. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know. It was just creepy <laughs> as shit. Yeah. But yeah, that, that I was pulled into the movie. I
1: mean, that whole projector, the, the the picture projector, uh, the slide. What do they call it? A slide projector? Yeah. That whole scene was cool. I mean, and then when it had this pop out. But see, the pop out didn't start on me because I was expecting something.
0: Yeah, we were all expecting something I didn't to think, happen.
1: I didn't think it was going to be as big as it was right which was i mean fucking if we had saw that in 3d holy shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would have been awesome because that looked like it was made specifically for 3d
0: yeah now that's a and that's a throwback to that 1950s stuff yeah so
1: and that was cool that was that was really cool because i remember in the miniseries they do it by they're going through the historical album that that mike Allen made up and they're going through pictures and, and drawings of, all of, oh, the 1800s and stuff like that. Right. And then all of a sudden it comes alive in front of them. And then that's when it notices them and then Did runs. you notice that
0: they did that in the book as well? They, when they were looking, when he was yeah. looking through the book? Yeah. You know? And you could see some of the pictures kind of move. And yeah. Then he's, and then he's mo- focusing in on the head. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. I just, I brain farted on something. God damn it. You were just talking about... Uh, the pictures and Mike Hamlin too.
1: The history. The yeah,
0: but there was something else. It may come to me. Um, as far as 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 this movie goes, I'm pleasantly surprised. I really, I Look, I really like it. Got a question for
1: you, because um, I don't know how many people will ta- you know actually talk about this, but. You being a a purist when it comes to writing, like you, no matter how over the top it may be, no matter how uncomfortable it may be, you you don't seem to have any problem whatsoever with with telling it the way you tell it, right. it, it regardless of how disgusting it may be or whatever. You, you have you, to write the story. You write the story, right? So, like way that they handled that that scene, the the. Some people call it the fucking orgy. Me, I don't call it a fucking orgy scene because an orgy is everyone having sex at the same time. That's an
0: orgy. The sex. The 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 sex scene.
1: Yeah, the sex scene was more like a train. (laughs)
0: So. Yeah, that's what basically they ran a train on her.
1: Yeah, so in the book, the way it's described, I mean, it makes sense the way it's it it's described. I understand it. I didn't like it. It made me very uncomfortable to read it. Um, but they did not do that. I mean, that wasn't even. They they didn't touch that in the miniseries in any
0: way whatsoever. I don't even think they and, and alluded this, to it in this movie.
1: And in this movie, they just did they skipped over it like to to, to the blood oath right where they just did a, the blood brothers thing right instead.
0: Um, I think the way that they handled it was actually pretty good. You know, in in the book, the way that it was handled is they defeat it, they get lost in the sewers, yeah. and they need a unity. They need that's what yeah. it is. They, they need something unifying, and Beverly is the strongest person of the group, so she decides blah, 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 sex happens, and then they're able to focus again, yeah. right? Um, and, so, well, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. And that's part of the whole, when it dies, they start losing their memories of yeah. the whole incident. So the first time that they defeat it, they all start losing their memories. Yeah. And that's why they get lost.
1: Yeah, yeah, it helped. I know. It, was, it was like it was a comp ass. <laughs> so, uh, what what would you your reaction have been if if they had tried to deal with that in the movie that we just saw by them doing something subtle subtle down like uh, where she passionately kisses no, each one? It worked. All
0: right, you have to stay true to the story.
1: Either don't do it all, go all the way into it, or not at all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And there's been other movies that have shown teen sex, kids, yeah, you know, and things like that, and and it was all applauded, yeah. So why would anybody feel any different? You don't need to show the act; you can you can allude to it,
1: No imply yeah, or whatever, you know,
0: and then move forward.
1: <laughs> like when you have her talking to her therapist when she's an adult, uh, we had a really good time. Yeah, that's. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's what they needed. Yeah. I showed them a really good time,
0: but she wouldn't have remembered it as an adult anyway, so it doesn't matter. I know.
1: All right, so all right. I just want to know, see what your take was on that.
0: What was your final tally on this?
1: I am. I'm floating, <laughs> dude. I did not. That was not intentional. I'm floating between a seven and a half and an eight.
0: Okay. I'm gonna give it an eight.
1: All right, and yeah, that's good. I mean, the only problem is is that even though my expectations were high for this movie. Uh, now my expectations are definitely going to be high for the, for chapter two. Yeah.
0: Well, my, my expectations for this movie weren't high because of, um, Dark Tower. Well, generally because of any Stephen King movie. Yeah. Uh, what did you give it?
1: I believe that I gave it a 78.
0: I gave it a 63 and you win this week.
1: Yes. Um, it, Fuck man, it's it's currently sitting at eighty six percent. It's been sitting at eighty six percent for over a week now. Um, but man, when it first came, when first uh, reviews were coming out for it, it was getting around. Uh, it was like I think it was floating around. <laughs> fuck, it was floating around ninety six percent at first for a few days, and then it went to ninety three, and then it and then it went down to eighty six, and it's stuck there. So I'm pretty sure it's not going to get lower than that.
0: Hi, I'm Joe and I can't I can't have a normal conversation without you know thinking I'm punning everything.
1: <laughs> Shut up. Shut your mouth. God damn it. All right, moving on. All right, moving on. I, yeah I, I highly re- recommend it. it's uh, it's very good. it's it's it, baby. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out at a couple of averagejoes.com. And please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast. That would be awesome. Have a good night.